It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for FanRag Sports, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. This Thursday edition of Locked On Packers is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN at MyBookie.ag for up to a 100% deposit bonus. And before we go any further... You know about this Pro Football Focus Edge giveaway. And if you haven't entered yet, why not? What's, what's stopping you? Go to the iTunes page for this podcast. Leave a review. Leave your Twitter handle and your name in the review, and you could win a Pro Football Focus Edge subscription. That's a $39.99 value. There's player grades, snap counts, position ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, daily fantasy, Uh, regular fantasy, NFL draft, team and player pages, pro football focus stats. It's all there. So all you have to do again, name, Twitter handle, in a review. doesn't even have to be a good review. I'd prefer a good review, but it doesn't have to be. We're not sticklers around here. It is Thursday. This is our last podcast of the week. Unless significant things change with injury tomorrow, then we we may have to go five deep this week. Bob McGinn is on the show, and I'm really excited about it. Bob is is no longer at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, as a lot of you may know. He is writing his own content on his own website, making his own money, which I think is outstanding. BobMcGinnFootball.com. You should go and you should pay for premium content. Bob is a Hall of Famer. And it's getting harder and harder in this media landscape for media companies to make money on good content. That's why you have autoplay windows 
That's why you have videos you don't want to watch. It's why you have sponsored content that you don't care about. If you want to support really good work, go to BobMcGinnFootball.com and and pay the year-long subscription fee. It's not that much, okay? It is It is less than a case of beer. Well, at least in New York. And if you just want the draft content, it's even less than that. I think it's only $10 for just the draft content. I mean, we're talking about reasonable rates. You spill more than that in beer, okay? Go and and support a Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever cover any team in pro sports, frankly. Bob McGinn, who's been doing it for, for basically four decades. He's got a ton of insight. He's going to break down Packers-Cowboys this week, especially on the Cowboys side. He has... Right now, if you're a member at Bob McGinn Football, he has the most in-depth scouting report on the Cowboys you will find, period. He's got scouts, player personnel people, coaches talking about the the Cowboys and, and what they're like, what to expect. I told you guys yesterday, I want you to know what to expect going into a game. I want you to know what to look for. I want you to know what you're watching when you watch it. And, and Bob can provide that. So before we get to Bob, though, there, there are some important injury updates that we need to get to. The Packers injury report on Wednesday was once again long, but it was encouraging. So on the limited participation scale, Devontae Adams, David Bakhtiari, Ahmad Brooks, Brian Bulaga, Mike Daniels, Devon House, Ty Montgomery, Nick Perry. Those are guys who Nick Perry played last week. Ty Montgomery played last week. Devontae Adams played last week. Adams did do some work on the field, which suggests he's getting close to being cleared from his concussion protocol. At this point, it looks like all systems go for Devontae Adams, barring a setback. Devon House, back on the field for the first time in two weeks after injuring his quad against the Falcons. That is excellent news. The combination of House and King could really be a great matchup for the Packers against Des Bryant and Terrence Williams, neither of whom are great downfield threats anymore. And then David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga, there was some, this was a shells practice, not a full contact practice. But in shells, the number one offense works together for at least part of practice. Rob Domofsky shared a picture of it. That's encouraging news. It looks like the Packers are going to be the healthiest they've been since week one. That is an enormous step forward for this team. They need it. And part of the reason they need it is because the Cowboys are also getting healthier. Chidobia Wuzier, the rookie corner from Colorado, he was a full participant on Wednesday. Nolan Carroll, a full participant coming off a concussion. Chaz Green, a full participant coming off a hip injury. Anthony Hitchens, back from a knee injury. Now, Tyron Smith, the all-world left tackle for the Cowboys, he's got a back injury. He doesn't look the same this season. He was a limited participant in practice. So if Clay Matthews and Nick Perry and Ahmad Brooks are all going to be on the field, and Tyron Smith is not going to be 100%, which no matter what happens the rest of the week, we know he will not be 100%. That's a huge deal for the Packers because this Cowboys offensive line has not looked the same. Lyle Collins also on the injury report with an ankle injury. He was a full participant in practice, but being on the injury report is not ideal. Chaz Green and, and Jonathan Cooper struggled last week at guard. Chaz Green is on the injury report, but he was a full participant. This offensive line is not the one that bullied Green Bay at Lambeau Field last year. 
it's not even the one that played pretty well against this Packers defense in the playoffs last season. So getting Nick Perry healthier, Clay Matthews has been solid, even if he hasn't been a super disruptive pass rusher. He's been all over the field. He's made tackles in the backfield. He's been disruptive. Disruption is production. And we talked about it yesterday. Ty Montgomery, it's going to be up to him whether or not he plays. He he practiced on Wednesday with the flak jacket. It'll be up to him. It'll be a pain tolerance issue, and then it'll be a, a risk issue. If it doesn't seem like he's going to risk internal injuries, I think he's going to play. And Jamal Williams, the rookie running back who was hurt after Ty Montgomery went out on Thursday, he was a full participant on Wednesday's practice with a knee injury. He's going to be good to go. I still think Aaron Jones is the lead back for this team on Sunday. I think the Packers are okay with that. The big injury for the Cowboys is Sean Lee. He is still out with a hamstring injury, did not practice on Wednesday. Even if he does get to practice Thursday and Friday, he is not going to be 100% in this game. And I think there's there's a better chance than not that he misses the game. That's a huge blow for this defense. Even if they're getting back some of the players, Awuzier, Hitchens, Nolan Carroll. Those players help, but none of them are on the caliber of Sean Lee. Before we get to Bob again, I want to remind you about MyBookie.ag. They're a sponsor of this fine podcast. You use promo code LOCKEDON at MyBookie.ag and you can get up to 100% deposit bonus. This is not some shady website where you're going to get duped. They're going to take your money. No, MyBookie.ag is legit. They've been in business for years. They've got a rock solid reputation and they do 100% cash bonuses. So right off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing. For doing nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, just two business days. Plus, they have live in-game betting, a great mobile site, which means you can get your bets right from the couch. It's no different than betting in a casino, but you can do it right from your smartphone. Trust me, go to mybookie.ag to place your bets and use the promo code LOCKDOWN for up to 100% deposit bonus. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. All right, let's get to Bob again because no one follows this team more closely. No one knows them better. No one is more hooked in with personnel people to give you insight on what this Packers team is going to look like against this Cowboys team, particularly for the breakdown of this Cowboys team. Bob is is the ultimate resource. No one works harder to bring that to Packers fans than he does. So from BobMcGinnFootball.com, let's bring in Bob again. Bob, thanks for joining Locked On Packers. Yeah, you got it, Peter. So this was a big game last year in the playoffs, obviously, Packers-Cowboys. But but some things have changed. The Packers look a lot different right now with their injuries. Just backing up for a second, can you remember a Packers game? I mean, do we have to go back to 2010 to look at a team that won a game as beat up as they were the last two weeks? Oh, yeah, I yeah they were. I mean, certainly uh, you might be right. I can't recall that. Um, but I think you know everybody's got to remember Peter that not one of these players is out for the year, at right. least to our knowledge. You know, I mean nobody of any consequence is out for the year. 
um, Spriggs, I assume. But um, and you know, like the Bears, for example, they got four starters who are out for the year. So this team can come back. I know there's been a bunch of you know injuries at tackle and and a few other and Daniels has certainly been hurt. But um, but I think this team uh, can recover, and I don't think it's been hit all that bad. I wouldn't compare it to 2010 yet. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, I, I it looks like the guys are going to be coming back this year, or I mean, excuse me, this week. Uh, the the broken ribs thing with Ty Montgomery did was the was the broken ribs that he suffered in the championship game last year was that something that he only disclosed now or did we know that at the time? Well, we you know he left I think uh, in the fifth play of the second half of that Atlanta game and he said he had damaged ribs. We just didn't know you know the extent. Um, you know, just in having done this for a long time with rib injuries, it, it's a little hard to know when to use the word broken and when to use the word rib cartilage damage or rib or ribs, plural. Um, it's a kind of a gray area, and um, mm-hmm. because the Packers are no longer forthcoming on injuries, we really don't know. Yeah, I was talking to, to someone the other day who brought, who, who brought up uh, Mike Holmgren, who used to you know be very specific about what the injuries were. And this... uh, yeah, he he was, and then for years um, for years before that, um, I mean, I used to speak to the trainer after every practice, and I could talk to the team doctor basically whenever there was anything big, go to his office, talk. So I mean, yeah, it's changed. <laughs> yeah, the the other thing that's changed is this concussion protocol, and Devontae Adams, and now it looks like he could play this week. Do you do you think we should have independent? team doctors so that they're not beholden to the team themselves or do you think the current system is fine the more the more that can be done for the player the better we know there's a conflict between team doctors and the players it's just it's just there for sure yeah um so the more independent physicians are involved i think the better i'm all for all that yeah the the demarius randall situation was weird can can you remember? I mean, no one has followed this team closer for longer than you have. A situation where a guy is is basically benched and then sent to the locker room, and then there's reports that maybe he even left the stadium, which he refutes. But this is this is a weird thing. Yeah, um, I wish my memory was better, Peter. Um, <laughs> it uh, it was a little strange and a little unique, um, but I can't say it's unprecedented. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> This this uh, offensive line. I mean, I know you you watch the tape pretty carefully after after the Bears game to play with four guards and a center and win a football game and and play pretty well. I thought. I mean, what what stood out to you after you after you watched from the offensive line in particular? I mean, they just got after him on that first drive. The Bears have a really good front. I mean, Goldman and Hicks and you know Unrein's a, a fairly hard battling guy. Not much talent, but. And I like their linebackers. They're missing Jarrell Freeman. That hurt. But their outside guys are tough people. Um, yeah, they took it right to him with the run. You got Lucas Patrick going for the throat and uh, finishing on Eddie Goldman. I mean, it was a little jarring. And then to see um, the first play of the game, Lane Taylor, Willie Young goes upfield with a hard rush, and Lane just <laughs> swats him upfield as if he's been playing that thing for a decade, you know. It was just the way it was supposed to look. And uh, even McCray, you know, McCray gets a uh, push in the run game. Um, <laughs> it's tremendous. It's an indication of really good coaching. And 
signing of players, knowing who to keep, and um, developing young talent. Yeah, and, and I think, to me, McCarthy has not gotten enough credit for the way that he's schemed around some of these inju- injuries offensively. I mean, I think the three tight end looks against Atlanta were, I can't remember, I mean, do we have to go back to uh, probably the Andrew Corliss, some of those teams, when they really didn't have one tight end, so they would they were cycling through three of them, but I can't remember three on the field at once. No, it hasn't been that that frequent. You're right. I mean, here and there, certainly. But, uh, yeah, he, you know, he's uh, he's done a nice job in the face of adversity on the offensive side. Yes, I agree. So what have you, what have you seen from Dallas so far this season? Because they don't look like the same team offensively in particular that they were last year. Well, let's just look at it. Um, Chaz Green and Jonathan Cooper at left guard, they're not nearly as good as Ronald Leary. Tyron Smith is playing with uh, back problems, um, fairly severe, I'm told, and I see him bending at the waist. I mean, he's this fantastic athlete, and he doesn't look it. Um, I saw misses by Travis Frederick and Zach Martin in the run game against the Rams. Now, the Rams have an outstanding front, but still, that was a little jarring. Uh, Lael Collins um, has had problems in pass protection uh, in that game although he played good against Denver's Von Miller. So the offensive line has not been as good. Um, Elliott, you know, scouts say that he reported somewhat out of shape and he's a little heavy trying to play his way into shape. I think that's a factor. Don't know where his head is. Um, Outside, Des Bryant, he's not a very good route runner. He's, um, He's not always where you want him to be. And have you heard? Have you heard from from personnel people? I mean, I know you talk to these guys a lot about Des because he just doesn't look like the same guy we saw, you know, even just two years ago. Yeah, you know, he's had some injuries, but nobody's ready to blame him on blame his performance on that. He's just never been a polished guy. He just, uh, you know, takes the easy way out on some of this stuff and. I mean, you know, to play wide receiver at a, at the highest level of the league, you have to be technique uh, grounded and exceptional, I would say. And he's not. He's trying to out-athletic people and win jump balls, which is fine, but it only takes you so far. And then defensively, they, they, there was a huge turnover on this defense, and it doesn't look like they got better. They, they probably got worse. Yeah, let's look at the secondary, you know. Um, if a woozy was playing their second-round pick, I think they'd be better at corner. I don't think Noel, uh, Nolan Carroll is, is the answer from Philly. Um, Skandrick's a good corner, and Anthony Brown's been a great sixth-round pick from Purdue in 2016. Uh, Jordan Lewis from Michigan, is uh, he's going to be a solid nickel. The safety, they got a problem with Jeff Heath. I mean, he's not as good as Barry Church. And Byron Jones is uh, an athlete. So... Um, you know, they took the chance on Jalen Smith with a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And you've seen him, Peter. He's a shell of what he was or what he could have been. Uh, I don't know if this drop foot and the nerve and the knee, inj- knee injury stuff is ever going to allow him really to run. But in coverage, you know, right now he's a liability, and I'm sure the Packers will try to get after him. And the front, while well, David Irving's been suspended for four games, and I know they're going to look for big things out of him. To, uh, they're pretty average up front, except for Demarcus Lawrence who's played out of this world with seven and a half sacks. 
Yeah, I was going to ask you about uh, about Demarcus Lawrence. Is did the light just go on? I mean, it seems like he's shown some flashes before, but he's been he's been one of the best edge guys in the league through the first four weeks. Yeah, I don't know that. Um, you know, a good player out of Boise had a bunch of injuries. I've always kind of liked them, but um, but even after they took him, they were taking Randy Gregory and Taco Charlton. I mean, they didn't really believe in Lawrence and. He's finally come on. I can't tell you why. I want to flip back to the offensive side for a second because it looks like Aaron Jones, you know, we don't know what the, the Ty Montgomery status is, but it looks like Aaron Jones is going to be the guy this week. Jamal Williams is is healthy. Were you surprised that we didn't see more of those guys early on? Uh, not really. I mean, they weren't. none of them I didn't think were very impressive in, in exhibition games. So I think you ride Montgomery. Um I like Devontae Mays of those three, but I sure want to see him. At, you know, to know if he's as good as Aaron Jones. You know, they love they love Montgomery in the receiving dimension, and I guess I wasn't that surprised. But certainly, the overuse factor. I mean, he's hurt now. He's hurt all the time, so they've got to do something there. Yeah. And now there's this discussion going on about you know whether he's cut out to play running back. I see a guy who's six flat, two twenty five, and rocked up like. I don't think his body is the problem. He may just be prone to injury. That just happens. Some guys are like that. It does, and I think there's something to be said for, you know, running back since age 10 or 12 or 15. Just You get used to that horrible punishment. Yeah. Um, I know as a high school quarterback, when I'd hand that ball to those running backs and then you turn back and you you see the mayhem committed against these yeah. <laughs> Ouch, I'm glad I wasn't playing that position. Yeah. The the Packers went heavy early on and with defensive backs and Josh Jones is sort of playing de facto linebacker now and and Kevin King is is the starter I think entrenched on the outside. What have you seen from from them so far this year? Well, you know, I want to see more from King. Um in practice and in the exhibition games I wasn't uh, he was okay. Uh, a little bit slow out of his breaks, and maybe had to gather to change direction and things. But uh, he's played, you know, better in the in when the games count, and that's what that's all that matters. And Jones, um, you know, he's a great physical specimen um, at a position where there's a bunch of them. I mean, Bryce and Evans are pretty impressive physical specimens too. And uh, I thought he had to tighten his game coming out of training camp and. Um, you know, I like what he's done at inside backer. I'm not sure of his of his coverage as a safety yet, but certainly strong early impression. Could you ever imagine when you started doing this that you'd see a day where the Packers would would have play basically a base defense with one linebacker? <laughs> the game has really changed, and not for the better. I don't think. <laughs> Speaking of the game changing, uh, Bob, you are uh, you are. You are doing something a little bit different for this football season, um, and I would I would think a lot of fans would would know about that. But but what made you say I want to I want to make a site and I want to put my I'm going to put my stamp on on this coverage here. Um, let's see. Let's get down to two reasons, okay? Uh huh. Ninety-seven percent, Peter, is the chance to work with my son Charlie. Yeah. I have three kids, and um, it, it was you know my whole career. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a long, hard job, and with a lot of time away from the family, and so you know, there were some hardships there involved. And well, now I have a chance to. My son wanted to start this website, 
and he lives in Milwaukee, Charlie McGinn, and he's in national sales, and he's a heck of a high school sports athlete. And um, he said, you can't let the draft series die. Just thousands of people, it's like a cult following, he's telling me. And I said, oh, man, I'm just coming off the draft. I'm all burned out. All I want, all I want to do is golf and maybe write something else, you know. So then late May, I met Planet Fitness in Green Bay, <laughs> big powerhouse lifter here, <laughs> and uh, wrecked my shoulder. I was just at the orthopedic guy this morning, as a matter of fact. Um, rotator cuff impingement. Anyway, I couldn't swing a golf club. And Peter, I, I still haven't, and I was hoping to play three, four times a week. So I was going stir-crazy, you know. I mean, I couldn't see my friends. That's my time to, you know, let my hair down a little bit. And um, so then he kind of broke me down, and we finally decided, well, rather than just do the draft, let's do it for eight months and start with the Packers September 1. So, you know, working side-by-side side with your son, flesh and blood, that's been very motivating and exciting. And so those are the two big reasons, really. And and what I mean has anything changed for you? Or are you are you pretty much doing the same thing? Um, yeah, I'm pretty much doing the same thing. I would say uh, I'm not traveling to games. Um, in fact, I'm not attending games because uh, the Packers did not credential our website. So you know we have a staff, and um, although none of us are credentialed. Other than that, you know, I mean, I have a phone and uh, I can talk to anybody I want. And I'm kind of writing um, the same anchor pieces people would be familiar with during my 35-plus years in the newspaper business. And it does seem like you're you're relishing the, the lack of space restrictions. Seems like you're <laughs> writing a little bit more when you're, when you're doing these columns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but... Uh, <laughs> But yeah, newspaper is uh, finite, and uh, <clears throat> websites are infinite, and I tend, do tend to go a little long. People used to accuse me of uh, trying to get paid for the, by the inch of uh, newspaper <laughs> copy. I always refuted that, but yeah, that's nice. The lack of deadlines and the un- unlimited space is sweet. It's a new world. The website is Bob McGinn Football. You can go and subscribe there. Anything else that, that you want to mention about the site before I let you go? Um, you know... Peter, there's, um, it could be the wave of the future in journalism. You know, there's been a lot of layoffs at, um, at ESPN and Fox mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Sports Illustrated, all the pillars of our business. And uh, so now, you know, there, there's DK Pittsburgh has popped up over there, and they're the uh, kind of the vanguard of this, of, of this operation, subscription-based. And there's The Athletic is now in seven cities, and yep. Gary Shelton's in Tampa. And Greg Bedard, my former colleague at the Journal Sentinel, is in Boston, and and us, and Paul Kuharski in Tennessee. But there's going to be more. So, you know, we're trying to deliver outstanding content and uh, on a subscription basis. And so far, the response has been very gratifying for us. And and also, you did you did make it an option to just get the the draft package, which I have a feeling is going to be for non-Packer fans extremely popular because as as your son rightly pointed out, that is that is the uh, the cult. There is, I think, there's more than a cult following when it comes to that work. No one, no one does it better than you. So I'm, I, we're we're glad to have you back as Packer fans, as Packer media. Um, and so I appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you for having me, Peter. I uh, it was really a fun time. I want to thank Bob for joining us on Lockdown Packers once again. I I can't believe it. And it has to be said, 
Bob has covered the Packers for literally for decades. Longer than I have been alive, he's been on the Packers beat. And for the Packers to not credential him is unfathomable to me. We talk about loyalty in sports and that it's a business and players shouldn't be loyal to teams because teams aren't loyal to players. And Bob didn't work for a team. He worked for a media company. But no one was more dogged and more fair and, and more accomplished in covering this team. No one provided more information over a course of years than Bob McGinn did on the Packers. And for them to not recognize the changing landscape in media and to not recognize his work, even, even if he just said, I want to just come to the games and, and blog about it, or I want to just tweet about it, they should credential him. To not credential Bob McGinn to cover the Packers is garbage. And I'm disappointed in a team that I think so highly of that they would treat someone with the, with the reputation and the bona fides of Bob McGinn that way. It's disappointing. And I, I hope it's, an, it's just a misunderstanding of the media landscape and understanding that these, these pay-for-play models, these microsite models are going to become more and more the norm. I hope. Okay, 425 Eastern Time on Sunday, 325 Central. That is Packers-Cowboys kickoff. If there are injury updates, relevant ones, big ones, if if suddenly Mike Daniels and, and David Bakhtiari and Brian Bulaga are practicing in full and it looks like they're for sure a go, we're going to hop on and do a quick pod tomorrow. If not, we won't. And that's that. In order to find out, I don't want to, I don't mean to, to be a tease about it. It's just what it is. The, the news of the NFL changes by the minute. So we, we have to adjust accordingly. So there may be a podcast tomorrow. If not, we'll see you back here Monday to break down Packers Cowboys. And that means you need to stay locked on Packers. to understand that I'm more than simply a hype man for this rap group. Just like Geico is more than just a company that can save you money. Geico also has fast and friendly claim service so they can help you when you need it most. And while I do love being a hype man, I also love reading for children's audiobooks. Like Little Bo Peep, she lost the sheep and she don't know where to find them. Go! Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.